We thank you. We worship you. Just worship the Lord. Just express your worship. Give him praise. Exalt him for gathering us today. He has gathered us to renew our strength. To empower us. And to send us forth. Worship him. How many of us are waiting on the Lord to do something fresh in our lives this morning? Just worship Him. Worship Him because He will do what He said He will do. Worship Him because He is present in this place. Worship Him. The Bible says, but as many that wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. Hey, they shall walk. They will not be weary. They shall run and they will not faint. We have come, O oh God, that we might renew our strength. Lord, we ask that you will refill us, refresh us, empower us, and break every chain, O oh God, that hitherto have held us down in the precious name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. God is saying he has filled us already. So many of us have received the gifts of the Spirit, but we have not put it to use. God is saying this morning that we be ready to put the gifts that he will release to us this morning. We will be ready to put it to use. Shall we just talk to the Lord? Talk to the Lord. Tell him that you are ready. You are ready to go all the way with him. If you are not praying, it means you don't need God. You don't need the refilling. It means what we are saying is not important to you. Just talk to the Lord. If you desire God's visitation in a new dimension this morning, promise him that you will put... His blessings to use. Father, we thank you and we give you praise this morning. We have come unto you, O God. You have not called us together in vain. Lord, we pray that Father indeed visit us afresh. Fill us afresh. Renew our strength. Empower us. We are promising, O oh God, that we will put them to use. As many of us that have labored under the chain of rise and fall. And burying their talents under the ground. Father, today by the power of your spirit, that force shall be broken. It shall be broken. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you almighty God. Because Lord we believe you. That you have visited us already. 
In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3. From verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of covenant whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, said the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? Who may abide? Who is ready today as the Lord is already here? Who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. Verse 3. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi. And purge them as gold and silver. Amen. That they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Matthew chapter 3. In those days came John the Baptist in Malachi. That place was talking about John the Baptist, the messenger. Now, in Matthew chapter 3, this is the fulfillment. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and they laid and gathered about his loins, and his meat was locust and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem, and all Judea, and all the region around about Jordan. And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Meaning that all Judea, all Jerusalem, and Jordan inclusive, they came responding to the ministry of John the Baptist. They got born again, in quote. That is, they have confessed their sins. Probably they also have rejected their sins. And that is also what we do today when we give our lives to Christ. Amen. But look at what John said. But, verse 7, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, many of them repented and they submitted themselves for baptism. He said unto them, O generation of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the rocks to come? Bring forth fruit, therefore meat for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the ask is laid up unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. I preach repentance and forgiveness of sins. But he that cometh after me, he is mightier than I. He, his shoes and sandals, I am not worthy to unlock them. 
He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Whose son is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Amen. I know some of us will be wondering, isn't the topic power for kingdom lifestyle? Why is he not reading Malachi? Why is he reading the story of John the Baptist? But God wants to draw our attention to something. One aspect of the ministry of Jesus Christ which Christians neglect. And when we neglect that ministry, it means Jesus has not fulfilled his ministry in your life. The Bible says his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. One. But the Bible also says, the one mightier than I, after I have preached to you, after you have given your lives to Christ, after you are born again, that one is coming. The Bible says, when he comes, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John was very specific. And the Malachi where we read, it was also specific. Why did he say the Holy Ghost and with fire? You cannot live a successful Christian life without the Holy Ghost. If you are the Christian that have neglected the infilling and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you have, maybe because you have prayed once, twice, and you have not seen any physical change around you. And the devil said, don't worry about that thing they are saying. It is not real. It's only for the apostles. And then you give up. You just maintain your cool. And then join us in church. If you belong to that category, because I know in my spirit that there are so many of us who belong to that category, who have Finally giving up on God and the promise of the Holy Spirit. We have such people here. And then we have a group of people who have actually experienced Him. But the fire component of Him is not in their life. Remember the Bible says He will baptize you with what? With what? With the Holy Ghost and with fire. The Holy Spirit in your life, when you give your life to Christ, John chapter 4 and verse 14, the Bible calls it, He, he comes into you. That is the well of water. The Bible describes it as well. And you know, when you have well in you, well is a confined body of water. Confined. Well cannot do much. 
Amen. But in John chapter 7, the Bible says that they that believe on him, that he will become in them a river of living water. That is the experience of a child of God at baptism. The world inside you is good because until you have the world, baptism, the realm of river is not for you. But unfortunately, so many of God's children have gotten that realm of well. And they are comfortable. But let me tell you something. We used to use well in my community in those days. Sometimes during dry season, if you go to the well, what you will see in the well, you can't make use of it. It is still well, but the water in it cannot be used. It becomes useless to the people that own the well. When you are a child of God, and you are still living at the realm of well, you become useless to the kingdom of God. And those are the group of people that receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And they go back home. They just sleep away the gifts. Eat away the gifts. Rest away the gifts. And the fire component is not working. What does the fire do? It burns. It burns. And the more it burns, the more it refines you. The more it burns. The more it refines you. The more it burns. Until you become a pure gold. We need to submit ourselves. Unto the Holy Spirit. To refine us. If he does. You become. An instrument of God in God's hand. Just last year, towards the ending of last year, God's servant, Rehard Bonke, organized, you know, he was sick. He was sick for some time. And people started writing all manner of rubbish. They say, the evangelist, Rehard Bonke, that people get healed in his ministry. Physician, heal thyself. Ah, may they say that about you. Because it's a privilege. Because they said it to Jesus. I hope you remember. They said it to Jesus. But as God, God healed his servant, he sought for medical help and God healed him. And then I believe he was led of the Holy Spirit. I hope you know he has, his successor has taken over already. The evangelist is doing God's work, preaching with signs and wonders following all over the world. Evangelist Daniel. But just last year, the Spirit of God led him back to Nigeria. <laughs> I don't know why God chose Nigeria. Go and do a farewell crusade in Nigeria. So he came to Lagos and he had a farewell crusade. That is so 
This servant of God that has been born in since I, I started hearing of him when I was little. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in his crusade in 1988. He was young and vibrant then. Relatively. But I saw him in the video of the last crusade. He preached. But you can see that the man of God is physically weak. But inside him, the strength, he desires to still preach again and continue to preach until he takes his last breath. But right there before the crowd, he called the he called his Timothy. He knelt down and he prayed for him. And asked God's fire upon him. Carry on the torch. That is the way the Holy Ghost works. Men that have given themselves over to serve the Lord. And when they are dying, they don't die with fear. Why? Because they have burned themselves. So brothers and sisters, this morning... We are going to allow ourselves again in God's presence. Please do not resist the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to come into you and transform the well to river. Because it is the river that can flow out. You cannot do evangelism without the realm of river. Remain in Jerusalem. Tarry in Jerusalem. Until the Holy Ghost comes upon you. He said, when the Spirit comes upon you, you shall be endued with what? With power. What will the power do to make you to become a witness unto me? Meaning, you cannot be a witness if the power is not there. You cannot live the kingdom lifestyle if the power is not there. At best, you will just rise and fall. Rise and fall. At a point, you get tired. And you say, this thing is too much. I don't think this gospel of Holy Ghost is correct. And you start listening to Jehovah's Witness. I hope you know that's their teaching. You start listening to them and such kind of people. Amen. Are we ready to open our hearts for the Holy Spirit? When he comes, he comes in two realms. Number one, he walks externally, outside. That is the spirit upon us. The spirit upon us. When he comes upon you, he enables you to do ministry. Just like I am standing now. Maybe by the time I finish, that spirit upon me, the anointing to function, it goes. But what remains with me? Is the one inside of me. Now. So meaning. The one upon you. That is given to you. For your office. For your ministry. For your core. To function. As a believer. That is why. Sometimes. You are going somewhere. You didn't plan it. And suddenly. You face a situation. As soon as you face a situation. If you know that you carry. The Holy Spirit inside you. Who is the river. If that comes up, it activates. One of the ways you can activate it is to open your mouth and say the word of God. 
once you open your mouth active, you activate the power upon. He comes upon you. And then you can take action that time that you don't even know about. After that, after you escape the situation, you begin to wonder, come, how did I do this thing? It's not you who did it. It's the power of God that came upon you at the moment. The Bible says, Samson, when the Spirit of God comes upon him, he does what? As occasion demands. He didn't have the river, but he, he had that gift of the Holy Spirit. It comes upon him as occasion demands. Now, the Spirit that comes upon you, that is what happens to the evangelists in the crusade ground. Miracles happen. As I'm preaching right now, miracles can happen to you. Only believe. Amen? Because the anointing upon is functioning. But what takes a child of God to heaven is the river of life. Is the one inside you. The one upon you is a gift. Anybody can operate after operating. Sometimes that is why you can see an evangelist. After preaching wonderful sermon, he leaves the pulpit. And you begin to wonder, ah, what happened? He cannot correlate this man's lifestyle and, and his message. <laughs> it doesn't rhyme, isn't it? Have you seen that before? Yes. The reason is because the anointing upon his office comes on him when he's preaching. And let me tell you something. Jesus is preached. It doesn't matter from who. Philippians chapter 2. Those of us who are using daily guide. Did you read it this week? Paul said, I'm in, I'm in bondage. Some people are happy. I'm preaching. I'm making gains with me. My being in bondage. He said, but some people are still preaching the gospel. Truly. But in all these things, Jesus is being preached. So he's happy. Amen. So, we are going to emphasize more on the spirit within the river. The one inside you. Amen. That one inside you is the one that helps you. And that's the one that can help you live the kingdom lifestyle. So we're not talking about the one that makes you to open blind eyes. That is a different one. Amen. It's the one that will help you to produce the fruits. As written in Galatians chapter 5, from verse 22 to 23. Until you have the Holy Spirit, He's the one who can cause you to produce that. Remember the Bible says, this, the Spirit is willing, but what? Who said that? Who made that statement? Who made that statement? Jesus Christ. Meaning that you are born again, you are willing. But you are weak. And because you are weak, you fall. And you just continue. You are willing, you fall. Remember where that thing happened? In the account of Matthew chapter 26. Verse 41. It says, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is what? Weak. So, he was talking to the disciples. It is a time to watch and pray. One of the style, kingdom lifestyle, is being able to watch and pray. So many Christians are not watching. So many Christians are not what? We are not watching. Why? Temptation is coming. 
all these things that we are talking about, even the Boko Haram, Hatsmen, this and that, Christians are being killed globally, yet Christians are not watching. If we call for prayer now, just come, let us pray. So that we can order and determine a direction that we will go spiritually. People will not respond. If we say, come, let us pray. So that we will have a great harvest this year. People will not respond. But I thank God there is a remnant in Jerusalem. Even in this place, there is a remnant. There are people who are willing to respond to the move of the Spirit. May you be among them in the name of Jesus. So Jesus said to them, watch and pray. They tried physically. They could not. They went back. Why Jesus was able to pray and watch is because he carried the Holy Spirit in him. The hour of temptation is coming. And God is saying to us today, we should learn to watch and pray. But for you to be able to do it, you need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. It says, Praying always with all prayer. Meaning there are different kinds of prayers. There are different kinds of prayers. Is it a kingdom lifestyle to pray? Is it a kingdom lifestyle to pray? There are different kinds. But he said, praying always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit. King James Version, that spirit there is capital letter. Spirit is capital letter. I don't know about other versions. But I checked it out with King James. And when King James uses capital letter, he's talking about who? The Holy Spirit. He's not talking about you, the human spirit, or any other spirit. So praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all sins. For all who? Sins. Church, this year of kingdom lifestyle, we need to learn to pray for one another. We need to learn to pray for one another. Pray, brother, and pray. We need to pray because things are getting haywire. The, the dimension and the way the world is going, God's children need to rise up by the unction of the Spirit and intercede for one another. Because the Bible says, if care is not taken, even the very elect will not make it. It calls for prayer. But unfortunately, the spirit is willing and the flesh, but the flesh is weak. New Living Translation said, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. For all believers everywhere. Amen. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 to 23, the Bible listed the fruits of the spirit. But let's see what the Bible says in, a, in Philippians 2.13. When you are not able to do it on your own, what can help you? Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13. King James. 
For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. New Living Translation. Amen. He said, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. The Amplified Version said, not in your own strength. Not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while effectually at Walk in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire, both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. Amen. Message Bible says, be energetic. That's the way he put it. Be energetic in your life of salvation. So you have salvation, but he said be energetic. Reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy. An energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what we give him the most pleasure. So there is an energy for you to please God, sir. You need that energy. The Bible says the energy is at work in you. And so when you are not pleasing God in your lifestyle, it means you are lacking in the energy. And that is why we have come today to seek for that enabling power to live the life of the kingdom. Amen. There is a power that will enable you. But most of us, we are neglecting that power. Probably because we think it really doesn't matter to remain the way we are. It matters. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How many of us are ready to seek for that energy? Raise up your hands. If you are not, please don't raise up your hand. For those of you who are ready. You know, and that was one of our religious attitudes. Sometimes in congregations like this, when the word of God is going, we disconnect and just listen at academic level. And when you disconnect, Oh, say this offhand. Some of us think it's just for fun. Sometimes, I don't know, but I, I know that when we begin processional him, everything that happens in the service, the Holy Ghost is in charge. I'm telling you, from the time of confession, absolution, the Holy Ghost is in charge. Once we have said, Father, take control, he's in charge. So when you say, rise up, people rise up, sit down, people sit down. Some people, you think it's religion. It is not religion. Connect to what is happening. So if you are ready now, raise up your hands. God bless you. The Lord will satisfy your desire in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that blessed are they which hunger and thirst. After what? Righteousness. They shall be what? They shall be filled. So today, we need that hunger and thirst. One. Two. We need the determination to, to devotion to these. Desire and devotion. You must have a strong desire to please God. You must have a strong desire to live the kingdom lifestyle. If you are living the kingdom lifestyle, it will be easy for you to give out sacrifice. Remember where we 
sang, I think verse 3 of our hymn, was talking about us being able to offer pleasing sacrifice unto God because the Holy Spirit came down. May the Lord make that your experience today in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Ephesians 3.16 that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. We are going to pray. But before we pray, I want to make this very clear. That if you are not born again, this empowerment is not for you. And you are free to continue in your own lifestyle. But if you are born again, you have been empowered before. You have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. What we are doing today is renewal. Amen? The scripture where, the opening scripture where I, I quoted in Isaiah chapter 40, the Bible says there, that they that wait upon the Lord, they shall do what? So we have come today, for those of you who are baptized already, to renew our strength. So it is not out of place that we are ministering the Holy Spirit afresh. It is not. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is not out of place. So don't think that it is for them. Me, I have been baptized in the Holy Ghost for 20 years. If you have, how many hours do you spend with the Holy Spirit? How many minutes can you speak in tongues with your diction changing? Because you find yourself when you speak in tongues for 30 seconds... You lose the language. That is, the inspiration cuts off. It means that you are not constantly fellowshipping. Because if you do, the Holy Ghost constantly renews your language and renews it. Sometimes you just begin to wonder, ah, the tongue changed today. Amen? Sometimes you can remain talking in tongue and praying. It is not for sure, please. It is a prayer language. There was, there was an article which I read. Why preparing for this? It was published in a scientific journal. And it is a neuroradiology experiment. They brought Christians. Christians who speak in tongues. And they asked them to stay under an MRI scan. And... Why they were there, they would scan them praying in their natural language. So this is scientific. What I'm telling you is scientific. Now, they pray in their natural language under the scan. They are scanning the brain. And then, they remove the person, they ask the person, okay, start speaking in tongues. And then the person started speaking in tongues, they will scan the brain. What was the finding of the experiment? The finding was that when you prayed in your, in your natural language, the lobe of the brain responsible for speech, you know the control center is here, that place was active eh? and was expanding due to activity. So as you are talking, as I'm talking now, if you do a scan, you will see activity in that speech center, that area. 
But when they started speaking in tongues, they brought one sister and she was just talking in tongues and speaking in tongues and then they allowed her some time so that she will connect. Okay? She wouldn't just speak because of experiment. So, she was speaking in tongues and just worshipping the Lord and she was speaking in tongues. So, when she became, she became, um, she was taken over by the Holy Spirit. She entered the, the, the gantry and they switched on the machine and they scanned her brain. When they scanned, they discovered that that place was dormant. It was not functioning. That is, the brain, um, the, the lobe of the brain responsible for speaking was not functioning. So what was their conclusion? It means that something else is moving this person to speak in this language. And that means the claim of Christians that it is the Holy Spirit that gives you utterance is correct. Science. The God have used science to prove what is. The Bible says that we do not know what we ought to pray. Amen. But the Holy Spirit he gives us utterance. He helps our infirmity through groanings that cannot be uttered. May the Lord visit you today. We are going to give opportunity for those who have not given their lives to Christ. You are here. You have not given your life to Christ. But you have been coming to church and you want to give your life to Christ. We are going to give opportunity for you today. There is nothing to be ashamed of. Amen. Jesus will lift you. He does not demote you. Shall we close our eyes? If you are in this category, say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I come to you today. I realize that I'm a sinner. Have mercy upon me. Forgive me my sins. Cancel my name from the book of death. And write my name in the book of life. Send your Holy Spirit into me. And grant me newness of life. In Jesus name I pray. If you pray that prayer with me, please raise up your hands. Begin to talk to the Lord now. It's a personal thing. Ask the Lord Jesus to come into your life. Ask him to break the bondage of sin. Ask him to break the bondage of deception. Tell him to empower you today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Father, I thank you for your children. Thank you, Lord, because they are kneeling in your presence this morning. Heavenly Father, we pray. The Bible says, He that cometh unto you, you will know why is cast out. Lord, we ask that you will receive these ones. Forgive them their sins as they cry unto you. Grant them, O God, newness of life and the salvation experience that from today henceforth this confession they have made before you it shall be effectual in their lives they will live to serve you the days of their lives in Jesus mighty name we have prayed in Jesus name we have prayed God bless you